Good morning, and welcome to Current Radio. It's Tuesday, January 9th. Today we're looking at Kodiak Robotics' latest attempt to make self-driving trucks a viable business, and Ultrahuman's announcement of a new home health tracker. Plus, we're investigating whether Microsoft's OpenAI investment falls under EU merger rules and Sony's new digital birth certificate for imaging tech that bears a strong resemblance to NFTs. All this coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Technology Station. Please enjoy today's selection of technology news. Autonomous trucking startup Kodiak Robotics has unveiled a semi-truck at CES 2024 that they claim is key to launching commercial driverless operations this year. Celeste, can you tell us more about this? Absolutely, James. This isn't just any semi-truck. It's packed with redundant systems for safety, including braking, steering, sensors, and computers. These backup systems are designed to kick in if anything were to fail while the self-driving truck is on the road. According to Kodiak's founder, Don Burnett, it's not responsible to put a driverless truck on the road that doesn't have proper redundancy across the platform. That sounds like a comprehensive approach to safety. What else has Kodiak done to ensure the reliability of their autonomous trucks? Kodiak has developed and designed redundant features like three brake actuators, two steering systems, and a backup power system for all the computers, sensors, actuators, and other electrical systems on the truck. They've also designed their own compute system and added two of them, along with redundant LTE communications links to ensure constant contact with the truck from their command centers. All these measures, Burnett says, make the semi-truck safe for highway use. That's quite impressive. What about the truck's sensory and computational capabilities? The truck features 12 cameras, four LiDAR sensors, and six radar sensors. On the compute side, it now has twice the GPU processor cores, 1.6x greater processing speed, three times more memory, and 2.75 times greater bandwidth to run software processes compared to Kodiak's first-generation truck. They've also added extra bright hazard lights designed to alert other drivers to the presence of a truck on the side of the road. So what's next for Kodiak Robotics? Kodiak plans to initiate driverless operations between Dallas and Houston in 2024. The company is also working on integrating the software into the new trucks, testing and validating them for public roads. They plan to drive their first driverless miles in 2024 and be ready for commercial deployment in 2025. It's fascinating to see how quickly this technology is advancing. And speaking of advancements, Indian wearable startup Ultrahuman is expanding its horizons. The company, known for its fitness and wellness wearables, has announced the upcoming launch of a connected device designed to monitor the health of your home. The device, called the Ultrahuman Home, is set to start shipping in July. Celeste, can you tell us more about this new venture? Absolutely, James. The Ultrahuman Home is a sleek, box-like device that resembles a Wi-Fi router. But its functionality is quite different. It's equipped with sensors that monitor levels of natural and artificial light, air pollution, noise, humidity, and smoke in the room where it's installed. This data is then sent to a new home tab in the Ultrahuman app, providing users with space scores and actionable insights. So it's essentially a health tracker for your home. How does this tie in with Ultrahuman's existing wearable technology? Ultrahuman's wearables are designed to provide personalized lifestyle advice to users, aiming to improve fitness and wellness. The Ultrahuman Home is intended to supplement the data provided by Ultrahuman's Smart Ring, factoring in data on the indoor environment the user is exposed to. But it can also work as a standalone in-home tracker, providing an assessment of the healthiness of a home environment, 
and offering advice on how to improve it. Interesting. So, it's not just about tracking personal health, but also about understanding how our environment affects our well-being. What's the future plan for the ultra-human home? The company's CEO, Mohit Kumar, has expressed plans to integrate the ultra-human home with home automation. In a smart home setup, the device could be used to power automated decisions, such as adjusting the air conditioning to promote deeper, more restorative sleep. Kumar also mentioned potential integration with protocols like IFTTT for home automation, which could allow for personalized adjustments to humidity levels and lighting in the room. That's quite an ambitious vision. How does UltraHuman's approach compare to its competitors in the wearable tech space? UltraHuman is certainly blazing a trail by expanding into environmental monitoring. Most wearable tech companies, like Aura and Whoop, have stayed in the wearable lane. By capturing more data points linked to its smart ring users, UltraHuman may be able to improve the accuracy of its algorithms and give its personalized advice an edge over rivals. Plus, having another device to cross-sell to existing users could be a strategic move. Unlike its competitors, UltraHuman doesn't require users to pay for a subscription. They just have to purchase the hardware to get ongoing access to its tracking software. That's an interesting business model, which seems to be working for them, given the success of their smart ring. In other news, the European Union is investigating whether Microsoft's investment in OpenAI falls under the bloc's merger regulations. This comes after a series of events at OpenAI, including a leadership upheaval and the return of its founder, Sam Altman. Celeste, can you give us some insight into this? Absolutely, James. The situation at OpenAI has been quite tumultuous. After Altman was ousted by the board, Microsoft, a major investor in OpenAI, stepped in and offered him a position. This move also extended to other OpenAI staff who were considering leaving amidst the leadership changes. Eventually, Altman returned to lead OpenAI, and a new board was appointed, which now includes a non-voting observer from Microsoft. So Microsoft now has a significant stake in OpenAI and representation on the board. How does this tie into the EU's investigation? Well, Microsoft owns 49% of the for-profit OpenAI entity, and this, along with their board representation, has drawn the attention of competition regulators. The UK's Competition Authority has already launched an inquiry into whether the two tech giants are in a relevant merger situation. Germany's Federal Cartel Office has also examined the connection between the two, concluding that the cooperation was not subject to merger control, but warning that if Microsoft were to increase its influence on OpenAI, a re-examination would be necessary. What are the potential implications if the EU decides that this falls under merger regulations? If the EU decides that this situation involves a change of control on a lasting basis, it would be notifiable under the EU merger regulation. This would empower the Commission to examine whether the transaction negatively impacts competition, and they could impose remedies to address any problems they identify. In extreme cases, they could even order the tie-up to be undone. This is a significant development in the tech world. What has been the response from Microsoft and OpenAI? As of now, there's been no official response from either Microsoft or OpenAI regarding the EU's announcement. It's worth noting that the Commission is also looking into agreements between large digital market players and generative AI developers and providers, investigating the impact of these partnerships on market dynamics. This is certainly a situation to keep an eye on. And in a similar vein of technological advancements, Sony has recently announced the development of an in-camera digital signature technology at CES 2024. This technology creates a unique identifier for images captured with their devices, verifying the origin of the content. 
Celeste, could you explain more about this technology and its implications? Certainly, James. This technology, which Sony has designed to be integrated into the camera's hardware, generates a machine-based digital signature when an image is captured. This creates a unique identifier that can be tracked and verified, similar to the blockchain technology underpinning NFTs. The aim is to allow professionals, particularly in journalism, to safeguard the authenticity of their content and to give news agencies an added layer of security in the fight against the distribution of manipulated images. So in essence, this technology is creating a birth certificate for images, validating their origin. How does this combat misinformation? Neil Manowitz, president and COO at Sony Electronics, highlighted the growing concern about the impact of altered or manipulated imagery in journalism. The dissemination of false information and images has real-world social impact that brings harm not only to photojournalists and news agency partners, but to society as a whole. By creating a verifiable digital signature for each image, Sony's technology can help ensure that photos are authentic and unaltered, providing a tool to combat the spread of misinformation. That's a significant development in the battle against image manipulation. How is this technology going to be implemented? Sony plans to release this in-camera signature and C2 authentication in a firmware update for the Alpha 9.3, Alpha 1, and Alpha 7 S3 models later this year. While it's not strictly an in-camera NFT, it mirrors the core functionality of an NFT, proving ownership and authenticity in the digital space. In a world where deepfakes and image manipulation are becoming increasingly sophisticated, this could be a game-changing tool in the fight against digital deceit. It's fascinating to see how technology is evolving to combat the challenges posed by digital manipulation, marking a significant step forward in ensuring the authenticity of digital content. That wraps up our stories for today, and we appreciate you tuning in to Current Radio. We'll see you back here tomorrow.